Hey, my name is Arba Khanan. I am obsessed with everything early childhood education and supporting you through your teaching career. I help you feel supported, encouraged, and continue learning throughout your time inside the classroom. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators are supported and guided throughout their classroom experience. Classroom management, teacher burnout, and distance learning are all topics we cover here. So get ready to learn, grow, and become the teacher you've always dreamed of being. Let's make an impact together. Are you a teacher feeling unsupported or an admin wanting to provide more support for your staff? Well, you've come to the right place. Today, I have the honor of speaking to Carla Ward, a fabulous early childhood educator, all about finding and providing support in an early childhood center. Carla has become a great friend and colleague. I am so, so excited to have the opportunity to bring her onto the podcast this week and talk about all things teacher support. Let's dive in. Hi, welcome to Shaping Little Minds podcast. Hi, thanks for having me on today. Um, I'm so excited. Today we're going to talk about teacher support, but before we start, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about who you are, what you do. Absolutely. So my name is Carla Ward. I am a registered early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada. I am the owner and founder of Early Learning Foundations, where our vision is to be a national leader in early childhood education that raises professionalism and respect while prioritizing play, curiosity, growth mindsets, and most importantly, a love of learning. I started as an ECE when I was 19, and now 16 years later, I have a podcast show running my business full-time and sharing the love of the ECE field. Amazing. Early childhood is the best. Um, so first question is when you were teaching, did you feel like you had support and kind of explain why or why not? So being in the field for so long, I've had the good, the bad, and the ugly in terms of support. Um, I have had the co-teachers and the admin who have, you know, trusted me to do my job properly, um, given me the support I need. And then I've had the admin who have given me anxiety for not knowing what's going to happen when I walk into work that day because I don't know which side of the personality I'm getting. Um, so definitely it's much nicer to be in an environment that is where you feel supported. Um, and that looks like just a simple good morning in the morning, right? Saying goodbye at the end of the day um, and not panicking. Like not everything is an emergency and just taking everything one step at a time and not letting your emotions fall onto your team. So those have been my most positive experiences, but I know that because I've had some really negative ones. Yeah, those are um, the, the positive experiences, unfortunately, in early childhood are far and few between, um, few and far between. I totally messed that quote up. Um, okay. So I also have had, I have had like some support, but not a ton and now have none. <laughs> um, it's, it's been an interesting journey. So because you started really young, um, it was probably hard for you to really know everything that you needed to know as a teacher, as an educator um, in general. So what do you wish 
you knew when you began in early childhood education? So when I first started out, it was all theme-based. So I didn't know any better. I mean, the schooling I went to, we were taught how to do themes. The centers that I landed up in were all theme-based. And I wish I knew just how powerful play was. That was a big one for me um, so that I could have been an advocate for play because that didn't come till later in my career. Um, Something else I really, really wish I knew is that some people are just there to be a body in the room and it's important not to let them suck you in um, because their negativity can really affect your workday. And at the end of the day, we're there for the kids. We are there to educate. We are there to be advocates of play. And if that person chooses not to be part of that, that's on them. But don't let that negativity or that gossip. Unfortunately, we are in a field that is very gossipy. Um, And so to not allow that gossiping to basically poison your work ethic. So that was something I wish I knew. Um, Also, knowing that you can do so much with your ECD diploma and degree. It is not just about being in the classroom. And if that's what you want to do, amazing. We need amazing educators in the classroom, but it doesn't end there. And I would like to say that you and I are both living proof of that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And then the last thing or the last two things that I would definitely say that I wish I knew was taking pictures and documenting my journey as an ACE. So I was really good at documenting and taking pictures of the kids playing and growing um, in their learning journey. But I wish I had taken more pictures of the provocations I set up without the children in them or, you know, my favorite books. So documenting my journey as I grew as an educator um, and then truly believing in the environment. Um, Again, something I caught on to a little late, but once I realized how crucial the physical environment was, that in itself was a huge support for me as an educator. That's amazing. Um, I'm going to go along with what you said about the importance of play. Um, And my question is, how can admin or the teachers around you help you as the teacher to um, incorporate play in a way that is meaningful, engaging, and a learning experience for the children? Great question. I think part of it as admin is trusting your staff. So trust that they know what they're doing as educators. Also, sending out emails to parents and informing them about the importance of play. So you can support your teachers by getting the parents buy-in. So if you are a theme-based center and you suddenly decide to do a complete 180 and introduce play, you're going to have some pushback from parents. Not because they don't want the best for their children, but it's because they lack the understanding of the importance of play. So admin can support that by sending out newsletters, putting up bulletin boards about the importance of play. What does play look like? And then also giving your teachers time to record, document, um, and observe in the classroom and share those observations. And again, I hate to say prove that play works, but unfortunately play is still such a new thing for so many people that we are still having to provide evidence that play works um, to get the parent buy-in. So that is how admin can support in a huge way. I love it. I love it. I mean, I worked, I've only worked in play-based 
centers. And I'm a huge believer in play-based learning. So um, if admin can support their teachers in a way that helps them succeed in a play-based environment, I mean, I think that's key. Um, What we talked a little bit about how admin can support teachers in terms of play, but is there anything else that you think admin or uh, uh, coaches, I guess you can call them um, instructional coaches um, can support their teachers and their staff in early childhood? Oh, absolutely. So this comes from being the teacher, but also being an administrator. Um, These are, I would say, five to six of my top ways to support your teachers. So number one is communication. It is so important that you keep your staff in the loop. Um, If you have an owner or a board of directors that you as an admin report to, you are the buffer between the two. So it is important to advocate for your staff going up, but it's also important to communicate to your staff going down. So obviously, because of confidentiality, you can't tell the staff everything, but it's important to keep the staff in the loop like, hey, this is what we're thinking of doing. A decision has not been made yet, but I will keep you posted. Because it's not fair just to send out a memo to your staff and be like, hey guys, as of Monday, this is happening, and it's Friday at four o'clock. It's not fair, and you're not setting your staff up for success. The second thing is clear expectations. So when you are onboarding somebody, that's really where you want to set the stage. Um, Again, setting people up for success. So letting staff know what the center's mission, vision, and values are. What is the expectation if they are sick? Are they responsible for finding their supply teacher? Or is that your job? What time do they need to let you know by? What is the protocol if you are sick? Who is in charge when you are not at the center? So making sure that everybody has a very clear picture of how greet looks like, goodbye looks like, what does everything look like? And this is pre-COVID. In COVID, there's even more protocols. So laying it out very, very clearly allows for no mistakes and seriously reduce stress. Um, Another way that admin can support their staff is support and model. You became supervisor or director because you have the experience in the classroom already. So you might know things that your staff haven't had a chance to develop yet. So you don't want to be spending too much time in the classroom. But if you know that a teacher is struggling with a specific student or a specific task, it is important for you as admin to go in and observe first. Don't just dive in because you don't know the whole picture of the whole day. And then support, ask questions, ask your staff, what do you need from me? How can I help you? And then if it's something as simple as just having you come in and model the language, the behavior, or the interaction, do it. Because having your staff feel supported is you're asking for huge response from your staff. Yep. Also, this is a big one from someone who was the staff and someone who learned, who had to learn to do this for as admin. Respect your staff's time and boundaries. You should not be texting your staff after work unless there is an emergency. You should not be emailing your staff after work or on weekends unless there is an emergency. There is a beautiful button on Gmail that where you can schedule the email. So just because you have the energy to write an email at 10 o'clock at night does not mean your staff have the energy to receive that email at 10 o'clock at night. So you can schedule it for during work hours 
and have your staff read it. And that also goes back to the setting the expectations. What are the expectations around emails? Do your staff have 24 hours to reply, one hour to reply? Staff need to know what the expectation is on the response for the email. Mm -hmm. Also, the other part is staff meetings of respecting time and boundaries. Staff meetings do not need to happen every week. There's a great meme out there that says, I survived a staff meeting that could have been an email. (laughs) If your staff meeting could be done in an email, do it. People have families, lives, and we know as educators, there is so much prep that goes into work for the next day, changing over dramatic centers, doing our observations and documentations. Do not ask your staff to commit their time if you are going to waste it. Uh, Something that worked really, really well for me as admin was I actually had a chart up in my staff room. So when I said, what do you want to discuss at our next staff meeting? We had a staff meeting once a month. Everybody wrote down the topics Anything that I could respond to one-on-one, if it was a one-off person just asking a question, I addressed that issue. If it was something that could be answered in an email, I answered it in an email. Um, And as admin, I always had food at my staff meetings. It made for a much more social, relaxed environment where everybody felt safe, that they could contribute to the thoughts, ideas, and our staff meetings were an hour, in and out. And if we were having a staff meeting at six, we were out of there by seven. And it's important that that is a hard hour. I've been the staff member who's been told a staff meeting is an hour and three hours later, we're still sitting there and I am no smarter or more independent or more supported. It is frustrating, disrespectful, and it definitely contributed to me leaving that job. Amazing. Um, And the last thing that I would say as an admin, kind of mentioned a little bit is trust your team. Trust that when you leave for a meeting or you leave the building or you are off sick, that everything will run smoothly. If you don't trust your team, you have failed as a leader. Sorry. And it's time to get (laughs) reflective practice. You need to look at why can't your center run without you? You You are definitely an integral part of that team, but you cannot be the only thing holding this team together or holding them up. So, If your team cannot survive without you, you need to up your support, which doesn't mean doing it for your staff. It means helping your staff become stronger in certain areas. So do they need help communicating to parents better? Do they need help with behavior management? Which leads to another point is supporting your staff in professional development. Mm -hmm. So every year or every quarter, sorry, I would ask my staff, what are your professional development goals? So some staff wanted to learn how to introduce more stories into their program. Another staff wanted to do more play-based. Another staff wanted to learn about brain development. And then I, as the leader, helped them in finding places where they could take that professional development from. And then I followed up with them on, oh, hey, did you take that workshop from that center because you wanted to learn more about this? So it's about helping them develop as educators, but also becoming stronger as early childhood leaders. So there is a lot admin can do to support their staff without taking them out of the office either. And I'm, I actually am seeing a lot of um, issues um, in the space that I am working at right now. A lot of the things that you had said in terms of boundaries and timing and supporting your staff and letting your staff know that 
and ma- making sure that your staff can handle you not being there. I think a lot of that is popping up. Um, and I'm curious if that'll actually change. And, and it won't until the leadership changes their attitude because the leader being out of the building more is not the answer to fix the staff being more independent, right? It's, they have to be trained. The training has to change. Um, and it may be that the staff are too nervous to do something. Like I've worked in an environment where and they, she, that the teacher does not feel like she can turn to the admin at the school or he, whoever it is. I know early childhood is mostly women. Uh, <laughs> um, but so how can that kind of teacher who really just is feeling a lack of support get the support that they're, that they're looking for and find and um, ask for it um, in a way that is, I guess, proactive and productive? So you really have to know your admin before you ask for it because some people don't take criticism well whether it's constructive or otherwise. So if you work in a team where you can approach your supervisor and say, I really need X, Y, Z, then open up. However, that's not always the case. So for me, what I did was I joined a bunch of organizations. So um, one which was absolutely phenomenal was the Wonder League through Fairy Dust Teaching. And then from there, I actually went on to get my Wonder-based certification through Fairy Dust Teaching because you actually get access to an incredible group of educators, all with the common goal of supporting play. So you can ask questions and put out scenarios and say, this is what I'm dealing with in my classroom. Any suggestions for provocations, invitations, anything like that. Um, Another way to do it is joining free Facebook groups. You don't have to pay to feel supported, right? So Facebook, Instagram, um, use those hashtags on Instagram to find your people, right? And evaluate if it's the right environment for you. You do not have to stay at a center that does not respect you as an educator. And I hate to say that because you are there for the children and those children are lucky to have those educators who care so much, but it is not worth your stress if you are not getting the support that you need. Agreed. Nope. 100%. I am 100% there with you. It is not worth it. At the end of the day, your well-being and mental health are more important. Absolutely. And as somebody who's had both suffer through negative work environments, I cannot stress enough how speaking up for yourself and self-advocating and setting those boundaries will make a huge difference in your life. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I can vouch for that one. <laughs> I've done it a few times, so I can definitely vouch for that. Definitely believe that um, if the center isn't the right place for you, as much as the kids love and, and care for you and are thriving because of you, it's just not worth it. And that's just it. And the children get to move on. And if nothing changes within the center from the admin, like I was saying to you before we started recording, the fish rots from the head. 
So for all the admins listening, it is so, so crucial that you support your staff. And again, that does not mean doing things for them. That's not just like we don't put the kids' coats on for them when they're a little bit older. We teach them how to put their coats on because we are setting them up for success. It's the same thing for the teachers. Do not put the teachers' coats on for them. Show them how. Modeling. Exactly. Just like we do for the students. Exactly. That, those are all the questions I had. So um, let's just give the audience places to find you. And yeah. Absolutely. So again, my name is Carla Ward and you can find me over on Instagram at EL Foundations or you can check me out on Facebook under the same um, name, Early Learning Foundations or EL Foundations. And please send me DMs or questions that you might have. And she's awesome. We are working on a really fun project together. So stay tuned for that as well. Absolutely. It's going to be really good. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Thank you for coming on. I'm so happy we were able to do this. Thanks for having me. Okay. I got to ask, did you enjoy that episode as much as I did? Teacher support is something that I am so passionate about. And unfortunately, in the early childhood field, many teachers are left with no support and are feeling at a loss. No support many times can push teachers out of ECE and give them incentive to find new work. We need good educators. We need teachers and administrators who are willing to put in the work. Does that resonate with you? Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. I have one last favor to ask you. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, or even a little bit less than I did, I would be so appreciative if you could share this episode with your friends, leave a review, or just share the episode on Instagram and tag me at Shaping Little Minds Podcast. I love connecting with you, and I can't wait to hear from you. Keep learning, growing, and become your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.